Extreme Vocabulary is not your typical word of the day podcast. At Extreme Vocabulary, we don't just define words, we contextualize them in terms of their history, etymology, politics, and aesthetics. In other words, we look at the culture behind words. Today, we join a conversation with Abe and Aaron. Abe has researched today's word while Aaron has not. Today's word, accost. sexy today <laughs> tell me something i don't know i was gonna i was, I was waiting for you to do a, a regular more normal open do it again, do it again. <laughs> like what oh hey Aaron. hey how you I, doing i used to be such a sweet sweet thing but they got a hold of me <laughs> open doors for little old ladies i helped the blind to see and then what they do to you i went to church incognito when everybody rose the reverend smith he recognized me and punched me in the nose <laughs> He said, no more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> Is that Alice Cooper? Yes, thank, thank goodness you got that one. Yes, I do know that one. All right, good. I like me some Alice Cooper. Yeah. See, I gotta, I gotta do that more often. I gotta get lyrics and just like ramble on like I'm telling a story, but it's actually I'm think, doing the lyrics to a song. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta work on no that. No more. That's a great one. Maybe, maybe that'll be our outro today. Maybe. It could be. Um, I, things. If it has something to do with the cost. Because that's our word today. <clears throat> I could spin it that way. Um, a cost, yes. This is a, a interesting word. It's a, I guess it's a serious word, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a serious crime. Right. To a cost. Of course, I, you know, like anytime we we get serious about anything, there's like a super long history of like violence that's behind it. You know. Um, so, yeah, I guess a lot of our culture is based on violent beginnings. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so our word today is a cost, and uh, I I think which cost mm, of which one of them a cost right you said a c c o s t a cost. But okay, so, so the, co the cost of lemons, the cost of, uh, of cars, the cost <laughs> no, of housing. No, cost. Okay. It's more like a coast. Okay. Okay. Um, so, like the West Coast. Yeah, so there's like, the, uh, or at least at one time there were various spellings of it. So it's like A C O A S T, a coast. Oh, this is like corn a where coast. it had a million variations. Right, yeah. At one time, of course, now we've sort of settled on a spelling for it, you know. But um, there's also A C C O S T E, a cost. There's even an R in one spelling, the A C C O R S T. But, you know, I won't bug you with all the uh, varying spellings. And there are the shirts that have a little alligator on it. <laughs> you know which one? Yeah, I know. Okay, good. I used to wear those as a kid. Yeah, but do you know what they're called? The brand? Uh, alligator shirts? <laughs> oh, Lacoste. Lacoste. There you go. All right. Um, uh, I mean, Lacoste is a serious word, but I kind of like the word itself, though. Or I should say I like the etymology of the word. Because it does one of those things that I like about certain words, which is that they're always like kind of rooted in something like very material. Because the cost comes from, as I mentioned, like a coast. In other words, like the coastline, you know, the 
so the, the word accost meant to near approach something to near it mm -hmm. because you're on a ship and you're nearing the coast mm -hmm. um, and and if you know you know Spanish right so there's uh, allegedly okay so <laughs> so the word uh, the the coast uh, is like the Spanish word costado, which means the side oh, or your ribs. Acostado. You know? oh, yeah, no, I'm or, sorry, I'm thinking of acostado. No, yeah, if, if you're... Resting on your if, side. Yeah. yeah, acostado means that you're lying down, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're lying down on the side, on your uh, Sometimes side of your body. Sometimes it could be. Yeah. So... Some of us like to sleep that way. So it has the word uh, coast, which means rib or side or the seashore, mm -hmm. or again, like in the Spanish word, costado, mm -hmm. right? Which is, again, the side. So it has that, and I like, that's what I like about the word, is that it, like, references something, like, very material, you know, like, very specific and something in the world, you know? Something Not some kind of, like, has. abstract idea, right. Yes. And so that we can talk about the word accost in terms of that, like, material basis, in terms of, you know, your side or your ribs your or ribs. the seashore, you know? Mm -hmm. Um... And uh, what about so coasting, coasting. Yeah. What would that mean? That would mean to, coast, uh, like in your car, to go just... along the side of your, to go along the side. Yeah. To go, go along, go. kind of meander, just not like you're you're no you're in no hurry. Coasting. Yeah, I don't know. To explore the side of something. Uh, you're a good spin doctor. Yes. <laughs> that works for me. All right. So the the word itself, accost, literally means to approach and speak to. Of course, we we interpret the word in a negative sense, which means that we're you know to approach something in a hostile manner or that we're being unwelcome, threatening. threatening. Yeah, ex exactly. Creepy. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, all of that. So that that's what the word has come to mean. Originally, the word had a. Pos sort of like positive, neutral sense, maybe. I was accosted like, by my good friend, and we exchanged hugs. Yay! Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. actually you could use it in that yeah. context, right? Like it they were surprised mean, by their friend or something. Yeah. Right. So, and then of course, at some point after the 16th century, it acquired its negative sense, which is how we use it now. Mm -hmm. The the strange thing is, of course, that we don't use the word accost. We use the word harassment more than anything when we right. want to talk about like uh, this negative approach to. Yeah. Well, harass people. is very open into interpretation. It could be a lot of different things. I guess people like to get lazy and just attribute one word with uh, all these like you know other implications. Well, I mean, okay, so like we have sexual harassment, right? Mm -hmm. It's not sexual accosting, mm -hmm. right? I rarely hear the word accost used in that in that phrase or in that mm -hmm. sense. It's yeah, never sexual that. harassment, mm. um, and and I think that's become the buzzword, right? Or even just assault is another one. Yeah, um, or but I mean, if it's uh, if it's not sexual harassment, if it's just like somebody coming up and like bugging you or like disturbing yeah. you or whatever, we still say it's. I'm being harassed. Mm. It's harassment. Está molestando. <laughs> yeah. They're molesting well, me. But in, uh, well, I'm glad you brought up Spanish because in Spanish the word is acosar. It's I'm being accosted, uh -huh. which would be the literal. And translation. I never hear any any Spanish speaker use that one. No, well, if you listen to news or like you know novelas or whatever, you know they. They, they do use that word often. Oh. I feel like there's no translation of harassment into Spanish. 
but the word is acosar. It's like mm -hmm. acosamiento. Like if you're talking about sexual harassment, it's acosamiento sexual. Or if you're talking about like work exploitation or something like that, it's acosamiento laboral, right? Where I'm being accosted at work or whatever. Um, but still, the, the word, I, I sort of like the word accost just because, again, it, it like reminds me of certain mythologies, which I'll bring up in a bit. And, um, and again, just because it has that very material sense, I feel like the word harassment doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have uh, in its etymology, it doesn't have some kind of like material basis. It's sort of more like this kind of abstract okay. idea that that I kind of don't like too much. <laughs> but why is again, that? Huh? why why not like it so much? I don't know. Well, I'll I'll explain that as we go on. But anyway, again, so there was a positive sense of a cost, which meant approaching someone in a friendly manner. Um, because in a sense, well, you know, if we're talking about ourselves, right, or our side, or our rib, right, which is, again, uh, um, our, our uh, what's the Spanish word again? Uh, costilla. Yeah, costilla, right? Costilla is rib, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then we're sort of talking about approaching ourselves, right, or approaching something that's familiar to us. Mm. Um, and that's the positive sense. The place where women come from, right? Well, that's actually what I was going to bring up, right? The story of Adam and Eve, that, that the, in the story of Adam and Eve, is, the story goes that, you know, like God made Eve out of Adam's rib. So that, you know, to accost or to approach someone is, in a sense, to like approach your own self or a part of yourself, right? Um, We're getting into the Freudian territory now. <laughs> novel. Well, I don't know if it's Freudian, but, you know, it's uh, yes. definitely some kind of psychology, I guess. But it's the idea of like approaching yourself, right? And mm. approaching the thing that's familiar to you. Mm. Um, As opposed to the unheimlich. <laughs> the unheimlich. Mm. Um, yeah, the thing that's like an other, but is also the same or yes. whatever, right? Um, but then again, it, 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 in the 16th century, it, becomes a, it, it acquires a negative sense, right? And which accosting becomes a hostile way of approaching something. So I think it's kind of appropriate to talk about accosting in terms of the way that in patriarchal societies men have approached women as like something that's part of ourselves, but at the same time something that we've sort of approached in a threatening manner or mm -hmm. a violent manner, right? It's, it's usually an entitled manner, I would put it. Right, well... So why are you not, you know, why are you not interested in me? Why are you... <clears throat> Why are you not giving me openness and affection and attention and sexual favors? Why? I'm a man. I deserve this. Because I live in a patriarchal society. But they're not thinking that. They just, that's ingrained. Well, right. Because we teach, uh, in a patriarchal society, we teach that, you know, the man has some kind of right or lordship over woman, right? Mm -hmm. Because she belongs to him. In other words, yeah. again, it's a part of myself, right? As a man. It's a part of myself, it's my own side, it's my own rib mm -hmm. that I am approaching and that I can approach in any manner I please, whether that be like a friendly manner or a threatening manner because it's my own self that I'm yeah. approaching. This is, this is exactly why I say that I like the word itself because it helps us to think about like that, again, those that dynamics. very material, yeah, those dynamics itself or that very material basis of the word, mm. as opposed to the word harassment, which sort of doesn't bring up any of that at all. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So there's that negative sense. Again, it begins in the 16th century and onward. And actually in the 19th century in, in Britain itself, it, this is kind of interesting. It was used uh, to describe the way prostitutes would approach men <laughs> on the street, if you can think about that, which is kind of an interesting reversal, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's the prostitutes who are accosting They're the men. They grab you by the, by the middle and around the ribs and just like, take me, please. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to make a living here. Yeah, out of the many examples that I saw about the word of cost, there were a few that were like the policemen were, were keeping an eye on the men who were just sort of lounging around the area where the prostitutes were at in the hopes of being accosted by the women. Oh, okay. They're just hanging around hoping for something to happen. Yeah. Isn't that a typical man thing? Just like waiting for it to fall on your lap, not wanting to do any work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to hang around the area and if something happens, hey, we'll let him Sorry, honey. He just jumped on me. What can yeah. I do? So it's used to describe prostitutes accosting the men, and um, I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, I, I guess uh, I would like to talk a little bit about like the question, like, or the the, the topic of like men harassing women or accosting women. Again, we're sort of we use the word harassment a lot, but mm -hmm. let's see if we can just replace it with the word accosting for now sure. and see how. It changes everything, right? I'll, or it changes, I'll play that game with you, sure. It changes the, the way we think about this relationship, right? Uh, this dangerous relationship. Each episode of Extreme Vocabulary features a piece of literature that uses today's word. Hi, Efren. Hey, how's hey, it going? Good. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Good. It's true. It's great to be here, and it's it's great to have a one of the legendary pieces of literature ever written in my hands. Well, yeah, and I'm always amazed by how many books you're able to carry, but that one doesn't look so bad. I kind of carry them all around with me. Yeah. Know? Um. But what do you have today? What is this legendary well, I have to I have to sort of say, you know, preface this by saying it's somewhat on the serious tip. Uh, you know, this is Richard Wright's 1940 novel, excellent novel, Native Son. Oh, that's a classic. It is a classic, and and I want one thing I want to talk about when we talk about the word of cost here is that I'm curious to whether you think or anyone else thinks who's listening whether. The word here is used by the narrator almost euphemistically. Let me get, let me, All let right. me, yeah, let me, let me tell you what I mean. This is a moment in the section flight of the novel where Bigger Thomas is on the lam. The cops are after him. He's running to get to his girlfriend Bessie's house and he's sort of considering how to strategically evade the police, right? He's a, he's a fugitive right now. Right? For mm -hmm. a crime that he inadvertently committed. I don't want to ruin it. But why don't I just sort of read this passage and let's see what people think. Sounds good. He came to Cottage Grove Avenue and walked southward. He could not make any plans until he got to Bessie's and got the money. He tried to shut out of his mind the fear of being caught. He lowered his head against the driving snow and tramped through the icy streets with clenched fists. Although his hands were almost frozen, he did not want to put them in his pockets. 
for that would have made him feel that he would not have been ready to defend himself were the police to accost him sud suddenly. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I was listening earlier to what Abe and uh, Aaron were talking about, and the idea that you could accost a friend or you could accost a loved one without maybe them expecting you, but you see them on the street, um, does not imply the idea that they might end up uh, being punished or somehow incarcerated for something. Yeah, a cost here, two things are going on, right? A cost here basically would mean the difference between his freedom and his incarceration, right? Mm. But when you think about the time this is set, 1930s, Bigger Thomas is a black man on the run for allegedly having killed a white woman, right? Mm -hmm. The word were the police to accost him suddenly, that seems like a euphemism, right? There's gonna be a lot more than just an accostment. There's gonna be an accostment and additional forms of violence, we would think. Mm. But of course, the, the word accost is not used by Bigger Thomas, it's used by the narrator that's telling us what's going on. So I thought it was interesting that accost here carries this type of weight mm -hmm. around it in a way that maybe we don't think about when we use the word accost. Although maybe the more and more we use it in regards to uh police uh, enforcement, the more and more we really mean being sequestered or uh, being, what's the word, um, sort of held up and completely stripped of our ability to continue about our day uh, based on the fact that they are authority figures. Yeah, and I think earlier Abraham talked about the, the, the connection between the coast, approaching the coast, right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting in this case because then the coast is the division between one's, one's freedom and liberty and one's incarceration or one's containment. And you said this is from 1940? The novel was written in 1940 and it takes place in the 1930s. Mm, I would wonder to what degree the use of the word accost in this novel and in novels of that period might have actually changed the definition of the word actually mean um, putting somebody into a situation where they can't leave. That's an interesting, right? That's an interesting point because you would think even polite manners would stipulate that if you were accosted by someone in the street that you knew, you can't just leave. There's yeah. a containment, there's a containment element to the word, I think, oh, that maybe. we're touching yeah. upon here. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, if, if, you're, if your cousin accosts you on the street, you can't just mm -hmm. be like, yeah, you know, F you. you you're sort of there <laughs> now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe there's that to it. I think accost was used more back then, though, than it is now, though, in general. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And I wonder how many words that are used ironically or with some metaphorical intent in literature became the literal definition of the word. That's a good point. I mean, the obvious one is like Shakespeare, right? So many words from Shakespeare became what they are after Shakespeare. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got a bunch of Shakespeare I gotta read, so I, I gotta know. get back to this. Excellent, and you know, I'm, I was extremely glad to do this, and I would just encourage people to think about words in these deep ways and to read Native Son by Richard Wright from 1940. That sounds good, but you've got a bunch of other books on your back. Who, who else are you visiting today? Um, James Baldwin. You're visiting uh, James Baldwin. Well, he's passed away a couple of decades ago, but 
I, I visit him in, through his literature. Oh, visit him through his literature, um, as you read it to other people? And myself. You know, Efren, would you say that like if somebody told you, like anybody, you know, we're a podcast, but if they uh, found us on Instagram or on Twitter and they wanted you to be added to, uh, or if they wanted themselves to be added to your route, do you think you might visit them? I think I definitely would visit them. Oh, wow. All right. Strong words by Efren Lopez. Check us out on Extreme Vocabulary on all of our social media accounts, and maybe you'll get a special visit from Efren. Uh, Efren, thanks for coming by today. Thanks, I love the Santa Claus of books. Okay, so um, the other thing I want to talk about, by the way, is uh, I mentioned that it, uh, costing has something to do with the coast, right? Because it's actually the word coast, right? Again, it's, it's the side, it's the rib, but it's also the seashore because it's a coast, yeah. right? Um, the idea of like ships arriving at a coast. Um, and so I guess the point I want to make is that there is some kind of connection between um this idea of arriving at a coast right of the colonial project or the colonial experiment or whatever you want to call it right this idea of like the europeans who approached for example the americas right who accosted the americas if you want to think about it that way right mm. who accosted the americas and this idea of like patriarchy right like men accosting women mm. right that there's a connection between those two ideas there and that's I think I'm going to bring those two together. V.S. Naipaul, The Enigma of Arrival, I think deals with this a, a little bit, or at least in... I haven't read that. What, what is that about? Uh, too, too much to go into, but basically the colonial experience of as the, as the colonized going and getting educated in the colonizer's system, uh, you know, a university system, um, and then moving from the colonies to the empire, the, the heart of the empire, you know, to the, actually to the Moors, you know, to a more, you know, countryside portion of England, right? And just being the, kind of the outsider, you know, uh, you know, uh, occasionally accosting some of the locals and the locals accosting the outsider, that dynamic. It's actually a bit, <laughs> to call back to one of our previous episodes, it, to most people would find this, this text a bit boring. And I did at times too, because it's very, very much, you know, descriptive and, you know, in the exposition and, you know, setting things up very subtle in the points it's making and you know but yeah this is uh you know very one of your typical you know post uh, post colonial texts that's very um d talking about uh you know uh, the col colonizer colonized dynamic but in the setting of the you know the, the countryside of, of the the heart of, of the colon of the colonists excuse me mm -hmm. the colonizer forgive me <laughs> the colonizer <laughs> the colonizer <laughs> oh, now we're taking it there okay <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, got a little tongue-tied there.
Um, okay, so I guess the, the point I wanted to make is that there's a kind of connection between thinking of the way that, like, uh, European navigator sailors approach the Americas, right, through their seashores, mm -hmm. and then feminize the country, right? The, like, we read it in these texts, right, that they mm -hmm. thought of, like, the Americas... Virgin territory. Exactly, right? That they thought of it yes. as, like, this virgin territory mm -hmm. that nobody else had explored before, right? Yeah, ignoring the they... lo local population, ignoring the <clears throat> everything, yeah. Right, ignoring the fact that there was people living there, right? Because they saw yes. them as nothing, or they didn't think of them as human, they thought of them as subhuman, or like people without souls, etc., right? Heathens. Right, so because they weren't human, because they were subhuman, etc., that they thought, here is this new virgin territory, here's this new place that we can just take over and explore for ourselves, yeah. right? So that the, the patriarchal idea is already embedded in that kind of thinking of the colonial project, right? That right. to take over the territories is because we are men who are taking over this place, mm -hmm. right? Who need to de-virginize <laughs> this place, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that, again, it's how, I think it's the idea of how like patriarchy and colonialism are like intertwined together, right? That, uh, that they think of as uh, accosting these lands as the same thing as accosting women. It's... And, oh, like, I got a, a good point to make with that because you're right. Uh, because, you know, they try and put a nice, you know, uh, veneer over this, you know, appropriation of virgin territory and de-virginizing. Instead of using terms like that, we are explorers. You know, it's a very romantic notion of, you know, the wild, unspoiled, you know, land. And it's there, you know, to, you know, waiting to be discovered, you know, so it becomes this very noble, you know, kind of quest. It's like, yeah, it's like a, a story of romance. You go in and you, you know, and you, uh, you... And it gives something to you. It right? gives something to you because you're so great and grand. And, right. Uh, of course, and you're changed and all this and that. And then, of course, you go back to, you know, being, you know, the scumbag you were and telling the stories <laughs> of what happened and where all the good stuff is to go get later on. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that's... Again, this is why I particularly like the word accost itself as opposed to harassment, right? Because mm -hmm. um, maybe sexual accostment doesn't roll off the tongue as like saying sexual harassment or like mm -hmm. it doesn't have that power maybe. Like mm -hmm. harassment is kind of like, it sounds like a rough word, you know? Like harassment yeah. as opposed to accostment. But I, I I've think also heard sexual harassment before. Harassment? harassment. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one too. But I think like a cost itself, like the, the the etymological history of that word, has a lot to say to us if we think about it. That, that way. break it down. Yeah, if if we if we were to use it in that sense, I think mm -hmm. it has a lot more to say to us, and it would bring up history a lot more readily than saying sexual harassment or something like that. That's what we do here at Extreme Vocabulary, all about the history, <laughs> the etymology, and the culture. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do bring up a lot of history here. Or at least, I mean... You're the you know, research. The, the, I you're mean, the research, that's history right there. Well, I mean, not uh, history in general. I mean, I yeah. don't go like into very oh. deep oh, I know, specifics I know. or anything like that. No, we're trying to keep our audience awake here, that's why. <laughs> all right, all right. So there's that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about sexual harassment. Your experiences with it? My experiences with it? Because this happened to you many times, of course, right? You're just irresistible. 
oh, geez, I thought you were going to say that I'm doing it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I no, hope I, not. I made, I made you think that, huh? No. <laughs> no, you are the least uh, well, I mean, costing uh, person that I know. <laughs> okay, well. Unless you're drunk and then you get a little, uh, little friendly. <laughs> with you with me in particular <laughs> I've given you kisses on yeah there's a whole picture the, the documentation <laughs> of that alright right, and myself not, like trying to like pull away like let's just not publish <laughs> that picture though check yeah. out extreme vocab at Instagram <laughs> oh geez. thank you to our faithful producer slash engineer slash <laughs> court jester Okay, well, anyway, since you bring up the idea of, like, men being harassed, actually, there is a... a well, we do happen. have some statistics now that say that, like, men are being harassed Yes, and men can be workplace. raped as well, too. Yeah. By women, not just other men. Right. I mean, the statistics are not equal, of course, you know, like, no, it's yeah. still women that are being harassed the most, right? Like, it, 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 there's just a lot more cases of women being accosted by men than there are, you know, cases of men being accosted by any, anything right. <laughs> in total. Except the grizzly bear, but yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but those statistics are, can't compare, of course. Right, they don't compare, exactly. So that, I mean, which brings me to my point that there, that there as you said earlier, there's actually, a, the whole thing about accosting is that it's a situation of power, right? Mm. It's the fact that, yeah, have, have you like seen, it or not, men are still in power. Have you seen some, like, big, like, O ogres and just like coming up to these like little dainty women. It looks like a lion trying to maul a gazelle. It's it's disturbing. Are these like YouTube videos or something? No, no, no. Just like those situations where you see them. You know, they come up to these little girls that are young. Not yeah, little girls. Oh actually. my god. These smaller, smaller <laughs> women and these giant ogres and you know these especially these muscle heads or whatever. And they, especially if they've been drinking. You know, somebody fed them alcohol and all of a sudden they get very like touchy feely and, and they engulf them basically. And, you know, how are you going to get out of that, you know, especially if you're, like, 100 pounds soaking wet, 5 foot 2. Is this, like, something that happens in, like, clubs? Because I... I'm sure it does uh, every night, probably. Because I was reading that, like, this tends to happen in, like, clubs or bars or something like that, after people have had a few drinks, yeah. right? Like, there's Alcohol a high... Alcohol is a great excuse to, you know, yeah, lose inhibition. And, to get touchy-feely. Yeah, get touchy-feely. <laughs> there we go. Right, well, so, like... Hence I, your practices, as mentioned earlier. <laughs> so <laughs> oh god please don't bring that up okay I so there was like okay so i was reading the fact that like uh bartenders for example okay some of them are women some of them are men right okay but they tend to get accosted by typically the opposite sex so like women typically get accosted by men men typically get accosted by women it's usually not like a uh there's not much of statistics that show like a, a kind of like a homosexual or gay or queer well, if you go to West costing. Hollywood you might see a higher percentage of that <laughs> maybe I'm talking about the statistics I saw about you know in bars and clubs and like that well, I have a, so a, not, really briefly sorry I have a friend he worked he worked in a gay bar for a while too and he was in the military you know so sometimes he talks to people and he's like oh yeah I was in the army and then he had this guy constantly come up to him all the time Mr. Almond man you want to come outside with me Mr. Almond man he would follow him to his car he said it got a little creepy after a while yeah yeah well that's actually the accosting that I'm talking about is that like these bartenders they tend to get like slapped in the ass a lot or like they get kissed a lot in the lips by the way not just like the cheek but like the lips right like that's happened to me too. To give them full-on kisses oh that's happened to me too i, I, I worked with, i worked as a waiter for many years and you know 
gay couple, gay couples, by the way, some of the best tippers in the world. But you know, they'll, they'll take they'll take advantage when they've had a few few glasses of wine. Like it's Christmas, you know. Oh, thank you for coming. Da da da. And all of a sudden, whoops. Mm, sorry. No, sorry. Actually, just you know, it was like, oh, uh, my uh, guy guy looks like my grandpa to kiss me. Oh wow, that was interesting. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. You took advantage of me. Yeah. I let it happen. It was Christmas. Yeah, they, they, was the tip good enough for them to take advantage? Oh sure. <laughs> like I said, some of the best tippers. Uh, so we have statistics now that show that like men are actually accosted in the workplace, right? And that again, maybe it's underreported, but again, it doesn't happen as frequently as it does to women in the workplace. But again, I think it's a situation of power, right? Because like the stories that you hear from men being accosted in the workplace. It does come from women, but it's usually like women who are in a higher position, mm. like a managerial, a managerial or like yes. executive position, right? Somewhere where they can make the bargain, right? If you sleep with me, then you won't get fired or something mm -hmm. like that, right? Or I'll give you like a better shift or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Something like that. Favors for favors, yes. Right. Um, so that, again, the, the idea of accosting is a, is a situation of power more than anything, right? Which is why in a patriarchal society, men accost women mm -hmm. more than women accost men because it's a situation of power. It's not necessarily like, it's just men who do it. Women do it too, but the power differential accounts for the uh, statistical difference. All makes sense, absolutely. Uh, What's your larger point? <laughs> that that was my larger point anyway okay we'll covered that um here are some places where like accostment usually takes place in the workplace tell me what you think about these business trade um oh, i know where banking, i would know where the most accost accosting happens yeah uh, where at a store called a costco <laughs> <laughs> It sort of worked. <laughs> uh, that was a, a two-thirds. <laughs> yeah. That was not, not quite three-quarters, not more than half, though. All right. <laughs> Sales and marketing, hospitality, silver, civil service, things like the army and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, education. <laughs> Is this going to happen to me, too? <laughs> no, I, I would be the accoster, is what the uh, statistics would say. Right, because it's like a teacher-student. Again, it's a situation of power, right? It's oh, of the course, teacher yeah, yeah. over the Thank, Thankfully, okay, and you know, it's been documented. I've said this before that now, you know, I teach. That's my that's my gig. But um, I am very fortunate, or at least you know, I feel very fortunate in that I'm gotten to the point where like I just turn off any sexual uh, leering interest, anything like anything I would do in my twenties, because you know, when we're in your twenties, that's all you think about, and you know, sometimes that lingers for some people but uh i don't look at and leer at my students i don't do any of that i just like i'm just focused on what i'm trying to do you know i'm, I'm performing so i'm that's all my energy goes into that i'm not looking at them i'm not scoping them out they're they're all 18 to 20 years old they're not they're not that most of them are not that interesting i don't want to talk to them <laughs> and that's a big thing for me i need to talk to somebody too i can't just like okay you're hot i'm hot let's do this and that's that's all we're gonna do no so I thankfully I can turn that part of myself off when I teach and I've gotten like I said it's become second nature at this point yeah well that's good I mean but I do notice because you're looking out at a sea of faces you do notice sometimes they look at you with those you know big eyes and those little you know I call it googly eye you know they're kind of giving you that daydream look and probably imagine you in your underwear or something 
So, you know, I noticed that happening, but it's just kind of like, okay, that's, that's They just think you're handsome, dude. They're like, they well, see this most people, tall, most dark, do. handsome stranger, you know, and they're like... Most people do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've become numb to it at this point. They're like, oh my God, look at his eye, look at his dark hair. <laughs> see, your jealousy is coming out now. Yes, it is. Oh, you have dark hair too, so... Dark hair doesn't, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. I think so. Mm. I think dark hair is awesome, but whatever. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, okay, so the accostment usually comes from, like, people in senior management positions. Again, mm, nothing surprising there. Positions you know? of authority, yes. Yeah, positions of authority, positions mm -hmm. of power over lesser, you know, lower level employee, employees. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we heard the one about the, uh, who's the Fox News uh, executive? Oh, uh, Roger Ailes, yeah. Yeah, Roger Ailes harassing people like uh, I'm, I'm forgetting all the names right now. every practically every female correspondent anchor whatever it didn't matter yeah yeah but who's who's the famous one oh, the, Gretchen the, Carlson no okay that there's that one but also um, oh you're talking about the the one Trump was, was talking yeah about. the one that Trump oh, was Megan, also Megan Kelly Megan Kelly yeah Trump one. accosted her yeah that's true yeah even, she, even accosted Hillary remember in the debate he was like looming over her behind her oh, like, I, super creepy that image, you, you remember that one? No, I, I, I mean, he was totally accosting her during the thing, the, the debates or whatever. Oh yeah, but, yeah, back to Megyn Kelly, yes. But yes. I don't, uh, I don't remember that specific image of like. Uh, it was during the second debate, I believe, yeah, where um, Trump was like right behind Hillary. She was talking, you know, she had her, it was her time, <laughs> and she's doing her thing, and he's like right behind her, staring like this, look, kind of like just looming over her, doing that, that <laughs> shit, stupid. that purse, that purse look on his face, that. <laughs> Like he's, like he's like he's like he's like a a, a, a a nine year old just trying to concentrate and make his poop, you know. That's the face he's got going. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I mean again, that was like one of the big things in 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 this presidential race, right? It's yeah. The idea of like grab them, yeah, yeah Trump this, accosting yeah. women and like yeah. like bragging it, about it. We were about so his, sure like, a locker month, room talk or yeah, whatever. Locker room talk, oh my god, yeah. So yeah, they, they were so sure like a month away from the election that that was going to sink them and it looked like it would. Traditionally, that would have done it for anybody and this this was not your traditional, you know, kind of situation. So why did this, did this accosting not cost them the election then? Because people don't care. <laughs> Too many people don't care, unfortunately. It's really what it is. Yeah, they're just like, oh, you know, they, they'll use everything to explain it away. It was 11 years ago. You know why? They don't like it, and they don't like that act. They won't condone condone it ever, but they will not. Uh, they will not keep them from voting for somebody because they have an agenda, and he's promoting that agenda. And so it's just like, well, as long as it gets us to where you know gets us from A to B, who cares? All right. That's what people's attitude is. It's scary as fuck. Or they think that there's like some kind of double standard, right? That like we would judge Trump, but we wouldn't judge, for example, Bill Clinton, who, like, yeah, also did the same thing, right? Yeah. Well, not the same thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah, is an uh, inappropriate uh, um, figure, uh, authority figure, taking advantage of, yeah, essentially. Right. So that that they see that there's, I yeah. I, I guess they think that there's like a kind of hypocrisy, right? That was like, yeah. Well, when Democrats do it, you don't care, but when, like Republicans, I mean, I do care. I do care if like either side. Oh, nobody cared. Nobody me, like, cared when Clinton did that. They tried to impeach him for that. <laughs> nobody cared. Well, I think they're saying that like Democrats don't care, 
when they do it. I, I mean, I personally do care because like I don't identify with either party, you know? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like I have like a, like the Democrats represent me or anything. Yeah, partisan, like, like Republicans Because the Democrats either. don't necessarily represent yeah. you. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they don't. They, so, they, this partisanship is stupid and divisive. Yeah, we know this. Um, so like someone like myself, I mean, if they, if they told me that, I would say like, yeah, it's true. Uh, Here's yeah, the thing about the Democrats. They don't necessarily, <laughs> they don't necessarily represent you, but they're not going to screw you over as much, basically. That's their, that's their, their unspoken line. They're not going to screw you over as much. We're going to, we're going to help out the, you know, the, the moneyed interest too, but we're not going to tell you about it. And we're going to have a big PR focus on, um, you know, social issues. Yes, I mean, uh, I feel I personally feel accosted by both the Republicans and Democrats. So. Most, people, most people do. <laughs> I even feel accosted by uh, Libertarians and Green Party. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, that's our word of cost. <laughs> Are we going to really end on that note? You didn't have no. anything else to pull out of the bag. No. Well, do you want to add something to it? No. How many? How many people have you accosted? Not or how many times have you been accosted in your life? Excuse me. Yeah, because you're not the accoster. You're, you're too gentle. That's you're too, a gentleman. That's too like private to discuss. Too private to discuss yeah. on the air. Oh, come on, they want to know. No. But anyway, I've been accosted once or twice in my life. Even though I'm, you know, the size of a house and and you know I'm uh, an imposing figure. Uh, again, alcohol will make people brave. <laughs> you know, and so I've been accosted by you know both men and women before. <laughs> You know, in certain situations, not a lot, but it's happened before. And, uh, you know, while well, part of it's kind of funny and entertaining, the other part of it is like, okay. It's a bit weird. I can, yeah, it's weird. It's uncomfortable, and I understand, like, and it put me, you know, it put me in the mindset of, oh, this is how women feel. It's not fun. It's not, it's actually, yeah, it's bothersome. And not only that, it's just, it's invasive. You know, it's like, leave me alone. Why do you gotta, you know, mess with my, you know, good time? Why do you gotta get into my space bubble here? Yeah, I didn't, it's, I didn't it's all about that. like the invasion of that personal space, right? It's yeah. Like, of, again, oh, of a. <laughs> What's Josh doing? This is yeah. This is what happens he's, when he's we go. He's invading along. my personal space, right? Now. <laughs> he does that. This it's is all about like approaching that personal space, right, and like violating it again, of like approaching the side, right, or the yeah. the coast. Coming out of left field. Right and. Getting too close to it, right? When you haven't been invited. Yeah, yeah. I don't like surprises, so yeah. If it's just like, you know, oh, oh shit, no, no good. Yeah. It's not good for the heart. This All is what right. we get for going over. Yeah. And we get um, background, background noise. <laughs> yeah. No, no, my bad. <laughs> Let's end there. Alrighty. Alright. Uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening to Extreme Vocabulary. Our music is from Arnold Palmer Golf by Tokuhiko Uwabo and Wagyan Paradise by Eriko Imra. The song is Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. I am Josh, your faithful producer. Email us at extremevocabulary at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Extreme Vocab. We'll see you next time. Bye.